I love you guys. You guys are the absolute best. Hey, tonight we're starting a brand new series, a brand new series. It's around the topics of love, sex, and <laughs> maybe not the best time to shout woo. Um, love, sex, and dating. It's about dating, mating, and relating, and what the Bible and what God has to say about these things. This the series, as you see on the the big screens here, is called "The Fault in Our Souls." The fault in our souls. Anyone seen the movie "The Fault in Our Stars"? For anyone who has not, and you just want to uh, go into like a three to five day pit of depression, for you, I I suggest the fart the fart in our souls. <laughs> All right, man, I'm wearing a turtleneck, and it's like 100 degrees in here, okay? Give me some grace. Uh, can we shoot like a pair? Where's Rachel Alardo and Caleb Tamez? <laughs> can, we, can we shoot a parody, the fart in our... All right, let's move on. Come on, Corey. Let's go get with it. Um, have you noticed how, how so, like, so many relationships, and some of you will even be able... Uh, to, to relate and attest to this. So many relationships end in uh, drama. They just end in heartbreak. They end in destruction, disaster. And we're sitting somewhere around 50% of all marriages end in divorce. If you're like me, you're probably already asking the question, why? Why? Um, check out this verse. It's in, it's in 1 John. This is pretty much the verse for our entire, um, our entire series. It should be up on the Sky Bible, at least I hope. It's up on the Sky Bible. Anybody got paper Bibles? You don't have to turn there. Go to, just go to Proverbs chapter 7, but I'll read it to you. In John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, it says, anyone, everyone say anyone. Anyone who does not know, anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. He's the very definition of love, a.k.a. to to know God is to know love, and to love is to know God. But if you don't know God, you will not ever know the full capacity of love. And, and that's really like the, um, that's like, like what, I'm, what I want to get across throughout this series, is that you'll never know the full capacity of love if you don't first know God. I believe that love actually starts with God. We got a world full of people who are, are, are looking for love in all the wrong places. Yes. Yes. Come on, guys. Just go with me here. Like, it's going to be a long night if you don't. So you could give me a couple preachers. You could give me a couple amens. If you know the songs that I shout out, just sing them. I don't care if you can sing good or not. If you notice, we play the music loud enough to where you all think you sing as good as Jaden. Like, wow, I sound so good. And then you go home and sing. You're like, I don't sound the same. As when I'm, like, as I'm, when I'm at Bridge Youth. No, it's, so talk back to me. I, I believe that, like, so much of the world is, is looking for love, identity, purpose, and all of the wrong places. For you note takers, um, our whole series in a sentence, we like to boil down our entire series. This series will be in all the way through the love month of February. And this series in a sentence is this. You have a God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart. Allowing God to fill it is where love starts. And like, I know it sounds cliche. Let me get a little bit more cliche for a moment and just give you 
a visual of what this looks like. First and foremost, let me just ask this question. What was your favorite toy when you were a kid? Hot Wheels, let's go. Where's all the Lego people at? Legos, come on somebody. Did anybody play with Lincoln Logs? Do you remember Lincoln Logs? That's some serious white people stuff right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, did anybody ever, this was like nerd, like, like Legos for people who aren't your standard nerd. Anyway, play with Connects. Come on, somebody. Did anyone have Tamagashi? You know what I'm talking about? You play your little Pikachu. You're like, got to go feed my Pikachu because <laughs> I don't have real friends, so I hang out with Pikachu. <laughs> oh, I love Pokemon. I want to be the very best like no one ever. Don't tempt me, guys. Here's what it looks. <laughs> Come on, I love you. I love you. Here's what it looks like. This was one of my favorite toys when I was a kid. Not this one, actually, but very similar to this. And, and, and the premise of this toy is really quite simple. You find, you find a block, and you fit it into the correct little guy right there. Pretty simple. And see, what so much of the world is doing, though, is, is they're, they're taking things of the world, and they're trying to fit them into the God shape in their heart, in the void in their soul, and what happens is, like, if I, like, just kept, like, trying to shove this in, it will eventually just break. And the whole toy that cost me $20, I know, right? Like 20 but I don't know. I guess it's, like, real cedar wood or something. But not even like that. There's a star in there that I really, like, a star shape that I really, oh, there it is. Give me a second. I really want to try out the star. There's the star. Got it. Um, the cloud, the cloud is actually a, 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 a quatrefoil. That's the technical term for it. Like, what three-year-old is like, um, um, hi, dad. Hi, um, so, um, dad, uh, 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 so I, so I, was, I, was, I, was, I was playing with my toy, right? The toy, the toy, the toy. And I got the star and I got the triangle. But for, 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 for goodness sake, I can't find the quatrefoil, dad. Where is, like, what is no, it's a cloud. Like, cut it out with a quatrefoil. I, uh, but what's happening is we got the world taking the quatrefoil, trying to like get it to fit in the square, and it doesn't work. And ultimately what happens is that ends up destructive. But then what happens is when, when you go and, and you allow God to fill that void in your heart that only he can fill, it just, things begin to just kind of fall into place. Like, like when, when you allow God to be the one that fills that void, it just seems like everything else just falls into place. And that's, that's why the second line of our sermon in really two sentences, our series in two sentences is allowing God to fill it is where true love starts. Because we're not just like going with the very traditional cliche, oh, Jesus is love and I, mean, I don't need a boyfriend, I'll date Jesus. Like that's not what we're saying. We're actually saying every bit of true love and every other relationship starts with Jesus. Here's what I believe. You want, like, the best relationship with your boyfriend ever? It starts with God. You want a healthy relationship with your girlfriend? It starts with God. You want, like, your dream marriage? It starts with God. We're talking not just about turn to Jesus, like, no more, like, relationships. Like, shut up and have fun being single for the rest of your life. Like, that's not what we're talking about. God has a plan for your life. God has better plans for who you're going to date and who you're going to marry. There are plans that are better than your own. Our lead pastor, Pastor Gary, which, man, if you are not here next week, you are messing 
up. I'm telling you, you got to be here next week for Pastor Gary and Anne. They're going to tag team this message. She's going to be amazing. He says all the time, God has better plans for you than you have for yourself. And that includes in the areas of love, sex, and dating. So tonight I want to really go in a specific direction. And tonight, if, if we had a subtitle for this, this uh, message tonight, the subtitle would be fake love. Fake love. Love. Some of y'all who got that reference are only half saved. And I should throw that. Finish the sentence. I got fake people showing. You're not saved. You're not saved. <laughs> uh, so many people think that the way in which the enemy tempts us is to offer us the exact opposite of what God offers us. And often that's true. But I've found more often than not what the enemy actually does, what Satan actually does, is he actually offers you not an exact opposite, but just a, a like a great value version. You know what I'm saying? The knockoffs. Not Yeezys, Feezys. Like that, that's what the enemy, that's what the enemy does is he offers you not, not exactly the opposite. Often he'll just, he'll, he'll just offer you the generic. He'll just offer you a knockoff. He'll offer you a fake. He'll offer you a cheap imitation. An imitation often looks similar to the real deal, but it just, what's the difference? Is an imitation lacks the value that the genuine version has. And it's the same exact way with this conversation. Tonight we're talking about the difference between real and fake, genuine and counterfeit, and the way, that, the way that God has laid out love, sex, dating, dating, mating, and relating, the way he's laid it out versus the cheap counterfeit. So, so our sermon in a sentence, I gave you the series in a sentence, here comes the sermon in a sentence. Tonight our big idea, the takeaway, it's this. The real thing is always better than a fake. Somebody say Amen. Don't fall for the counterfeit. Don't settle for the generic. You see, um, our goal tonight is to spot the fake. I want you to check out this verse. You guys still, I know I'm reading a couple of verses before we get to Proverbs 7. But 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, here's what it says. It, says. it says, be alert and of sober mind. That's why Christians shouldn't vape. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I swear, man. Y'all, that's a, that's a trend that's going to be gone in three years and everyone be like, what in the world were we thinking? Your enemy, <laughs> move on, Corey. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Let's just stop real quick. He says, like a roaring lion, because there's a real lion that's talked about in the Bible. He is the lion to the tribe of Judah. His name is Jesus. So what is the enemy? He's like a lion. He is just a cheap knockoff version. He's not as powerful. He's not as mighty. He is not all-knowing. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipresent. He is just a cheap knockoff version who's a coward hiding in the tall grass waiting to come and try to attack you. That's what he is. He's not a lion. He's like a lion looking for someone to devour. He's like a lion. When, when, when lions devour something, how do they, how do they like, you've seen the horribly depressing Animal Planet segment where the little baby gazelle is just minding its own, nibbling on some grass. Come on, ASM. Was that what those are called? Whatever they are, they're disgusting. Like, I want to hear nobody eat. It doesn't matter with you. This is what's wrong with America. <laughs> that and fidget spinners. Ah, <laughs> God. Um, and Fortnite. Gosh, come on, somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I've never played Fortnite. <laughs> 
I'm too busy reading my Bible. <laughs> Move on, Corey. <clears throat> like, like they hide, they hide in the grass, right? They, they, I don't even remember where I'm at. This, I got so caught up in the fidget spinners, dude. The AS, oh, the, the, the gazelles. What's it called? AS? ASMR. ASMR. Y'all acted like I got it completely wrong. I missed one letter. They're just nibbling on the grass, minding their own business, and then you just see, like, nothing but the shoulder blades of the lioness, like, rolling up, and you're like, no. Oh, God, no. Please. And what do they do? They sneak up on the defenseless and the unaware. And your enemy, like a lion, does the same exact thing with you. Tries to sneak up on you when you're unaware, when you're not paying attention. No, the way First Peter says is when, when you're not sober-minded. This is why it's so important to be sober-minded. So he sneaks up. I remember um, I got to go to Kenya, East Africa a couple years ago, and we went on a safari where there was lions, and, and we saw lions and giraffes, and we saw hippos, and we saw gazelle, and we saw all this sort of stuff. And one of the mornings we went out, I had to like, um, I had to use the restroom real bad. I had, I, I had to go real bad. And so we're out in the middle of nowhere, and our driver, he stops, and he's like, hey, I got I to gotta go pee real quick. And he gets out, and he goes to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, maybe I can too. Like, this guy's a trained professional. He's a Kenyan. He's straight from Africa. He knows what he's doing. But maybe he'll let me go. I was like, bro, I got to go to the bathroom too. Can I really? And he's like, all right, just real quick and keep your eyes out. So I was like, from the day we on the Nazarene. Nice so I get out and I go around the back and, and I'm like, you know, um, but the whole time I'm like this. I'm like real nervous. And it's like miles of open, no grass, no nothing. Just feel, do you see anything? But I'm so nervous. Why? Because you act different when lions are around. See, you got a lion around you, and you got to be aware of that tonight. Why? Because if there's a lion around, you'll keep your eyes open. And if your eyes are open, you'll begin to be able to spot the lion in the grass. You'll begin to be able to spot the counterfeit, the knockoff, the fake. That is our goal tonight. That's our plan tonight. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are. God, show up. Speak to us, God. Relationships are, are one of the most important things in our entire lives. In so many ways, they can direct and steer our whole lives. So God, would you help us tonight, literally help us to hand this part of our life to you because you have better plans for us than we have for ourselves. God, please do something with the Raiders next year. God, this year, this year somehow the enemy prevailed and the Patriots won but God, some, the, the same way a bow and arrow works, God, you got to be pulled back a little bit to propel forward into the victory that we will see in 2019. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen, amen. and amen. Aye, aye, aye. You know, if you don't know, we're Raiders fans around here. If, if you're a fan of, of um, two teams, whether it's the Chargers or the Patriots, come, come see me after. I have a list of great churches in the area for you to go to. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding. <clears throat> All right, Proverbs chapter 7. Who's there? If you're there, say amen. amen. All right, Proverbs chapter 7. Uh, this is like, um, this, uh, this verse is... For sure rated R. <laughs> this verse is one of those verses that like you have to skip past in kids' church 
because it's that gnarly. Like, this is for sure, like, one of, like, Drake's, like, wildest songs that she definitely, this isn't Passion Fruit. Like, this is one of, not his radio hit. This is a wild song. Like, and that is our setting for this evening. We're going to read, how many verses are we going to read? We're going to read what's 23 subtract, subtract 6. <clears throat> that, that many verses. This is why I got into ministry. <laughs> Here we go. Proverbs chapter 7, verse number 6. While I was at the window of my house, looking through a curtain, I saw some naive young men. Any naive young men in the place tonight? Come on. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, Lord, we do not declare that. <laughs> and one particular who lacked common sense. He was probably a junior higher. <laughs> I'm in a turtleneck. Cut it out. Uh, <laughs> He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman strolling down the path by her house. It was twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. The plot thickens. The woman approached him, seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was a brash, I don't even know what brash means, but it doesn't sound good. She was a brash, she was the brash rebellious type, never content to stay at home. My wife's never content to go out. So, like, this is a good story for me. <laughs> she is often in the streets and markets soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him. She don't even know his name. And with a brazen look, she said, I have just made my peace offering and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. Good Lord. Can you spell thirsty? Come on, somebody. I came out to find you, and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets, with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until the morning. Lord, have mercy. Uh, if you heard this one, like, during the game earlier, you'd be like, that's not the Bible. That's for sure. Uh, let's enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not home. He's away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. Some of y'all said the Bible's boring. What's she talking about? Uh, what are you talking about? This is crazy stuff. What does this have to do with what we're talking about? Nothing. It's just a sketchy book in the Bible. God bless. I'll see you. <laughs> Amen. Uh, once again, our goal tonight, it's, it's to spot the counterfeit. It's to spot the fake, the fake version, the, the, the less valuable version of love, sex, and dating that the enemy is trying to sell us, trying to sell to your generation. First thing tonight, um, first thing tonight, if you're taking notes, if you're a note taker in the place, anybody got a, a, a paper journal? Come on, somebody. Babe, just find someone with a paper journal and give them Skittles. Your choice. Find somebody. Give them some Skittles. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to eat them during service as long as you share and tithe off of the first fruits. Amen. <laughs> Write this down. Number one, the sales pitch. I'm sorry, no, the sales place. Oh, come on, Corey, you're a preacher. You do this for a living. The sales place. The sales place. You ever been in the wrong place at the wrong time? Have you ever said the wrong thing at the wrong time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo, come on, somebody. Uh, one time... Uh, 
I had like just gotten on staff at my first church. Amber and I were both on staff and we're planning for this big launch of a junior high Bible club that we do. And, and um, the guy who was kind of our mentor, he was a pastor, um, he would always do this thing at the launch of the Bible club where we would show up to the junior high, we'd like, like <laughs> do this like message, God is like, we'll give you all the strength you need. And then he would rip a phone book in half. Be like, yeah, like godly strength. It's so cool. And then like the kids would go wild. Be like, oh my gosh, he ripped the phone book. And so we're planning for this. We did it every year. It was like tradition. And this year, the date of the launch, uh, uh, our mentor, our pastor friend, Joseph, he couldn't be there. And so we're trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do? Like the kids are expecting the, the phone book ripping message, that, that, that moment, right? And so like in staff meeting, we was probably like six or seven of us there. There's a couple of the interns that Amber's there. And just in there, it's like, Joseph was like, oh, I can't be there. Like, what are we going to do? And I was like, don't worry. I'll rip the phone book. And Amber goes, <laughs> maybe you didn't catch that. My newly wed wife in staff meeting, when I said, I'll rip the phone book, said, that's not, that's not what I meant. There's no other thing you could have meant, okay? You know what I did? I went through the office and I found every single phone book, started practicing, man. Bring me a phone book tomorrow. I will rip it right in front of you. I'll tell you what, man, I ripped so many phone books since then. That's neither here nor there. Glory to God, all right? But, but like, she said the wrong thing in the wrong, wrong place, wrong time. One of the biggest ways the enemy will try to sell you the fake is to get you to shop at the wrong stores. You ever get, you ever get someone who comes up and like, yo, I got this new Gucci belt. Oh, that's so dope, man. Gucci belt, where'd you get that? Oh, the outdoor swap meet. You just know based on where it was purchased that it's not genuine, that it's uh, fake. And you can know when it comes to love, sex, and dating just on the place where it's purchased that it's not the real thing. That it's actually, I, I am a firm believer that the best place to find your future husband, your future wife, is in the house of God. The sales place is incredibly important. Proverbs, Proverbs 7, verse number 8 and 9. It's our same key verse. Verse 8 and 9. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral person, a moral woman, strolling down the path by her house. Wrong place. When was it? Verse 9, it was twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. Wrong time. Beware of the wrong place, the wrong time. There's stores that you as a, as, a, as a prince, you as a princess of God, there's stores that you have no business shopping in. Why? Because what they sell doesn't hold the value of what you're worth. What they sell doesn't hold the value. You don't park a Lamborghini in the mud. You park it in the garage. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's some stores us as believers have no business shopping in. Catch this. The right place at the right time, the right place at the right time is the right thing. But the right place at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Somebody else didn't catch that. The right place at the right time, right thing. But the right place at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Thing. Can I just go on record and just say this naive young man in Proverbs 7, he probably would have actually been okay walking down that same street, walking past that same house if it was like a Tuesday afternoon and not like a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the right place at the wrong time is the wrong thing. And this is how the enemy will try to trick you. This is how sometimes you'll trick yourself. 
is by going to a place that's not inherently wrong, but the time in which you go there is wrong. I, I hear it all the time as a youth pastor, Pastor Corey, bro, man, dude, dude, bro, man, I fell into sin. Okay, first of all, like, you probably didn't fall into sin. You probably, like, saw, like, the swimming pool and, like, cannonballed in, okay? First of all. Second of all, right place, wrong time, wrong thing. It's like, well, I've been to her house a ton of times, Corey. What's the big deal? Yeah, you've been to her house, but never on a Friday night when her parents weren't home. There's a difference between sitting on the couch on a Tuesday afternoon with her parents right there than a Friday night at 11 p.m. when her parents are out of town. Beware of the right place at the wrong time. We've driven in the car a ton of times. Yeah, but you ain't never parked at the, end, like at the top of a city at midnight overlooking the beautiful stars. Oh, it's Ed Sheeran's perfect. Oh, hi. Right place, wrong time, wrong thing. And this is how the enemy will try to trick you. He'll try to fool you. It's no big deal. You could go, like you've been there a million times. But the right place at the wrong time is the wrong thing. The right, the right place, wrong time, wrong thing. Think about it. Like, right place, wrong time, wrong thing. It's why you don't, you can't fart at a funeral. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with farting, but at a funeral, no. Ladies, imagine, imagine, I tell us, man, you're so, you're so beautiful. Just love to watch you sleep. That's so, right? But like you don't, you don't know him. You don't know who that guy is. Like you've never met this guy. Wrong time. That's bad timing. Run. Right, 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 right place, wrong time, wrong thing. See, God has set up a timing. He set up boundaries for, for around love, sex, and dating. And boundaries aren't a bad thing. Like, boundaries are a good thing. When it comes to the ocean, the ocean has a boundary. And when it crosses that boundary, that's when it becomes destructive. It's called a hurricane. It's called a typhoon. And it's the same way, like, even when it comes specifically to, to the conversation around sex. Like, God has created sex, and sex within the boundary God created, is a, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. But when it begins to cross the boundary, the boundary that is marriage, that's when it becomes destructive. That's when it ruins lives. That's when people begin to make mistakes that they will then for the rest of their lives call the greatest mistakes of my life. God created boundaries. Don't put yourself in environments that will compromise your commitments. Have you made a commitment to God? Then don't put yourself in environments that compromise that commitment. Don't, don't fall for the lie of the sales place. Beware of the sales place. Moving on, point number two for you note takers. The sales pitch. There's certain people, um, there are certain people in this world that, like, I just don't trust. You know, like, like cat people. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just, like, um, like, like bus drivers. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter what kind of bus you're driving. Like, I just, I just, I don't know why. I just don't, um, I don't trust people who don't like Chipotle. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't, um. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody who wears um, who wears white socks with sandals. 
<laughs> if you, I, don't, I don't trust you. I don't trust, I don't trust anybody who thinks that Star Trek is better than Star Wars. I don't trust you. I don't trust anybody that, furthermore, for the nerds in the room, I don't trust anybody who thinks DC is better than Marvel. You're crazy. <laughs> what do you want? You want Captain America or Aquaman? <laughs> I want Aquaman. You could, you could cast the most manly dude on the planet. Still not a Marvel movie. Um, I don't trust people who can fart on command. It's weird. <laughs> I don't trust... Um, I don't trust people who make the PB&J, peanut butter and jelly, if you didn't know, who make the peanut butter and jelly and they, they throw the peanut butter on there and then they take the knife with the peanut butter on it and then put it in the jar of the jelly. You're not a trustworthy person. I don't trust you. What's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you. I don't trust, um, I don't trust anybody who has an overwhelming amount of chest hair and then only buttons like three of their buttons. I don't trust you. Add a gold chain to the mix, you're less trustworthy than the other person that I already don't trust. Um, I, don't, I, don't trust I don't trust anybody who doesn't know the iCarly theme song. What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't. We'll change for you and be so wonderful. Live life, breathe air. Breathe air. I never thought of it that way. I've been doing it wrong the whole time. This is just my way of trying to get you guys to stop singing the iCarly song. I don't trust those, <laughs> I don't trust, um, you know, speedwalkers who like do this thing? Like, you, here, wait, hear me out. Hear, hear me out. I, I don't trust them because, uh, like, essentially, they're, they're lukewarm joggers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I want to walk or if I want to run. I'll do this thing. Like, I don't trust you because you don't, you just can't commit to a decision. Um, I don't trust maybe the most like of any of these except for the cat people one. I don't trust guys who look for any excuse to remove their shirt. Like cut it out. Cut it out. No one wants to see that. And all the ladies said, amen. Amen. I don't see that. Like we're in the middle of Target. Like why are you taking your shirt off? you know who else I don't trust? I don't, I pretty much don't trust anybody trying to sell me something. Like salespeople, the worst are, are the sneaker guys in the mall. Like, yo, yo, let me, hey, let me fix up your Air Force Ones. I'm like, no, I bought the van shoe cleaner for $5. I don't need your $50 kit. I'm chilling, bro. Like, don't need it. I, I don't trust anyone trying to sell me something. You need to beware of the sales pitch. Because here, here's what, here's the deal. It's often not, it's not about what is said, but how it's said. It's not about what, because for so many young people, if the right person says something the right way, they'll believe it, no matter how ridiculous it is. Anyone who's ever been on Twitter, you know this is true. Like, if the right person says the, the right, not even the right thing, they just say it the right way, people will believe it. Beware of the sales pitch. Proverbs, verse seven, verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10. The woman approached him seductively dressed and sly of heart. Verse 21. So she seduced him with what? With her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. This guy fell for the sales pitch. Guys, if ever like, if, uh, if ever a girl comes up to you and she is um, seductively dressed and sly of heart, and then she tries to seduce you with pretty speech and entice you with flattery, um, just, you know, don't fall for that. Enough said, right? You're so, you are the 
best. You're the best looking guy I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, I, have to look, I have to look in the mirror every day. Like, I'm not bad looking, but I'm not the best looking guy you've ever seen in your life. Like, if there's so much flattery, 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 and it's also coupled with like seductively dressed, beware, beware of that. Let me also just add, um, we need to commit to not ever be deceived into using the wrong sales pitch. What sales, like, like, let's be real, like, it, nobody, like, wants to be single for the rest of their life. So we're all kind of, in some sort of way, looking. I don't think you should look until, um, let's start with this. Number one, don't even start looking until your parents say it's cool. Number one, uh, like most unpopular thing Corey's ever said, uh, but it's true. Don't look until your parents say it's chill. And then two, probably not at least until you're like 16 or 17, at least. Like trust, listen to the 16 and 17-year-olds in the room that just nodded their heads. Yeah, true, because they dated busters at 13, 14, and 15. Like why did I ever? But what, what sales pitch are you using? Ladies in the room, all the ladies say, hey. hey. Ladies, what, what sales pitch are you using? Like when you, go, let me put it like this. When you go fishing, what's the most important thing beside the fishing pole, obviously? It's your bait. What bait are you using? <clears throat> what bait are you, do you, do you see a common thread amongst the guys that you've dated? Like are, are all the guys that you have dated, do they seem to be like shallow losers who just treats you like garbage? Well, take a step back and ask yourself, well, what, what bait am I using? If the bait that you're using is your body, then for sure you're going to end up getting nothing but shallow losers. If you're using your body, you're going to get what we call body snatchers. People who don't care about what lies between your ears, who don't care your, your heart and your passions, what they care about is the bait that you, like, <clears throat> think about it, like, what do you go to Chick-fil-A for? Chicken. Like, you don't roll up to Chick-fil-A like, yo, let me get some SpaghettiOs. <laughs> like, no. If you're using your body as your bait, now look, hear me out. I'm like, okay, just check this out. Let me just say it like this real quick, real quick, before we get to this scripture. We're going we're gonna to read 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. Let me just say it like this. If you're just using your body to get his attention, then you'll turn his head, but you'll never turn his heart. First Peter chapter 3, verse 3. Your beauty, your beauty. Somebody look at a young lady in this room and say, your beauty. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Let me just clarify something real quick, because some of y'all are like, wait, can I not like fashion? Can I not do my hair and makeup? Like, look, if you want to be that girl who's like, I'm just going to wear sweatpants every single day, and I'm never going to do my hair, and I'm not going to shave my armpits. Like, have fun being single. <laughs> but, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. But, it's saying that your beauty, your true beauty should not come from these things. Love fashion. Love makeup, love hair, love all that's no problem. There's nothing inherently wrong with those things as long as it doesn't uh, like, like go over into obsession. Like that's fine, but let your beauty come from what? Come from what? Verse number four. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Not quiet as in you don't ever talk, but gentle, gentle, meek 
spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. The enemy would love to, to trick you ladies into using the counterfeit fake love called lust. Don't fall for it. Because probably if you fall for it, you'll end up with a lot of guys who don't care about you as a person. And those are the, use now, let me put it this way, use now the same beauty that you will have in 40 years. Because in 40 years, <laughs> we all gonna look different. I'll be, I will be 30 this year, I've already got gray hair. And Amber just keeps going, oh, but I love your gray hair. Oh, it's so, you're, it's so cute on you. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're lying. Second of all, you love me for me, though. Like, you know, use your beauty, that you'll, your unfading beauty. Because then your marriage won't end in divorce when you begin to, on the outside, look different but rather what will happen is lady your husband your your husband as he grows alongside you his love for you will grow and grow and grow and he'll actually begin to love so many things about you in the life of progression ladies don't get tricked into using the wrong sales pitch let me just throw one more one more sales pitch on your radar to be very careful of if you ever hear this sales pitch if you love me, then you will fill in the blank. Beware. That's not love. That's not love. When Paul decided to talk about love, he said love is patient. That was his first word that he decided to use. If you love me, then you will. That's not love. Gentlemen in the room, all the fellas say, hey. Ooh, okay, one more time, just because I like this so much. It scared me a little bit. but <clears throat> Hey, all the fellas say, hey. Fellas, um, don't be like... Beware of the sales pitch. Verse number 15. She comes out and says, the lady comes out to this guy, the Proverbs 7 naive young man. Oh, that's all we know. We don't even have his name. <laughs> he comes out and says, you're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you and here you are. You're everything I've ever hoped for. One time I was, I, was, I was in junior high, I was playing basketball on the basketball court, and these, these girls come up, and they're like, hey, what's up? Um, we just wanted to know, like, would you ever date this girl? And they pulled out not a phone, no, they pulled out a little uh, card-sized uh, picture, because girls used to go to the mall with their friends in ridiculous-looking twin outfits, which you definitely should do next week for twin night. Um, and they would take pictures together, like, with, like, a, a backdrop that was just ridiculous. It was, like, stars at the night sky or whatever. And, but she's like, okay, so that one, like, third girl on the left, would you, would you ever date her? And I was like, I was eighth grade. I'm like, I don't know, like trying to like do the right thing. I'm like, oh no, like I don't even know her. I'd have to get to know her. And I hear from off in the distance, like footsteps. They're getting louder and louder. And then I hear shouting, but I can't make out the words. And all I hear is, no, 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 no. That's not the guy. <laughs> uh, you know what it was? I wasn't wearing the turtleneck. That's what it was. Uh, Should have been wearing the turtleneck that day. Uh, like, she was actually talking about my best friend, Josh, uh, who later my family adopted and he became my brother because we look so much alike that like, but apparently to this girl, we didn't. Like, she's like, that's not the guy. Guys, gentlemen in the room, let me just tell you, you're not the guy. You're not, you're not him. This is you. 
But here's Jesus. You will not give her purpose. You will not give her her identity. You will not give her true fulfillment. Only Jesus can do that. I like to say it like this. The only one that can define you is the one who designs you. And, and gentlemen, don't, don't fall. Don't fall for the you're, you're everything I've ever hoped for. You're all that I've ever wanted. Nothing else in the world compares. No, because what's happening there is she wants you to fill a void that only God can fill. So essentially, she's asking you to be God in her life, and you'll fail at that every single time. And then that relationship will then end in disaster and destruction. You see how every relationship, true love, it starts with God. Because if you stop and say, hold up, girl, I'm not the guy. Actually, the guy, his name's Jesus. So get right with him, and then let's talk down the road. Don't fall for the sales pitch. Beware of the sales pitch. You're not the guy. And so many relationships fail because guys are trying to be God. Guys are trying to be, I was going to say Superman, but that's DC. Let's go with Iron Man. <laughs> and you're not, let's go with Thor, even better. Before he cut his hair, come on, somebody. It's, try, it's trying to get the triangle to fit in the rectangle. It doesn't work. Uh, we got the sales place, the sales pitch. My last point tonight is the band heads up and we start closing this thing down. Um, Band, if you could play your best cover of Fake Love for me, that would be great. Just kidding. Play A Whole New World from Aladdin. That would be better. Play, play that. My last point, the sales promise. The sales promise. The, the enemy will try to make you a sales promise that it'll get this relationship, this, this, this guy, this girl, having a boyfriend, having a girlfriend, blah, blah. it will give you value and fulfillment and purpose, and you'll be so happy. And the sales promise never matches. It never delivers. It's like the, um, you, ever watch, uh, you ever watch infomercials late at night, and then they always have, like, especially, like the, the, like, the medication ones, and then afterwards, they, like, talk really, really fast. It's like, this ointment will help with your dry skin. Sure, it could cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, insomnia, depression, balding, irregular heartbeat, heavy breathing, numbness of limbs, loss of vision, falling off of your fingers and toenails, and early loss of life. But hey, the dry patch on your left butt cheek won't itch no more. <laughs> like, but this is, this is what the enemy does. It'll, it'll bring you so much happiness for like three weeks. And then after that, you're going to be left heartbroken and just falling apart and filled with depression. Like, pay attention to the sales promise. There's two kinds of sales promises that often will come attached to the sale. The first one is the enemy will try to oversell. He will, he will give you that confidence that you've always wanted. No, he won't. Like my wife said during transition, only Jesus can do that, 100%. Guys, oh, all of your friends are going to think you're the man if you start dating that girl. No, they won't. Most of your friends, especially the real ones, they don't even care. And the really real ones will probably tell you when that girl is no good for you. Don't, don't let the enemy try to oversell to you. Only God can fulfill you. Only God can give you value. Only God can give you purpose. Only God can define you. No other relationship can do that. Another, another sales pitch um, 
Our sales promise, excuse me, another sales promise that you got to be careful of is it's no big deal. This is probably the one that the enemy uses more than any other sales promise. Hey, look, hey, it's, it's no big deal. Everybody is dating. Everybody, look, everybody's, everybody's making out. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. Look, it is, seriously, it's no big deal. Can I tell you, young people, tonight, it's a very, very big deal. This idea of, oh, I'm going to live with no regrets. It's just fake. That's another sales pitch that doesn't come through with the promise. It is a very big deal. It's a massive deal. Don't fall for the lie that it's not. Because I promise you this, on the other side of some of those decisions is the greatest heartbreak you could ever experience. Don't fall for that sales promise. The verse says, towards the end, it says, he followed her at once. Listen to these words. Little knowing it would cost him his life. Little knowing. He was oblivious. He was naive. He had no clue. And that's so much of this younger generation right now who believes the lie that it's no big deal. Can I just echo what Gary Garcia said last year when he came and spoke? Be careful with your I love yous. Don't just give them out. Be careful who you hold hands with. Be careful who you kiss. Yo, me, me and my wife both waited until we got married, but there were... There was, a, there was other things that were given away that we both regret. It is a big deal. Be careful. Don't believe that lie. And can I just add on, like one of the reasons why I think so many people believe the lie of this sales promise from the enemy is because they don't know the promises of God. And I think the reason why is because the same reason why, you know, less than 3% of people are waiting until marriage. Why? Because I think that they don't know the promises of God. And the promises of God are so much better than the promises of the world or the promises of the enemy or the promise of that broke boyfriend who can't even pay for your movie. The promises of that, of that girl who, um, it seems like every time she hangs out with your best friend, she's flirting with him. Huh. But I don't know. That, less than 3%. And I think that less than 3% are waiting because 97% of people wake up and open Instagram before they open their Bible. So they have no clue what God's promises are. So they're just, it's, it's like, what are, what's that saying? Um, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And if you don't have the promises of God to stand on, then you're probably gonna fall for anything. Can I tell you tonight, young person, God has plans for your life and not just your life, but your, your future boyfriend, girlfriend, your future fiance, your future marriage, your future kids. And can I tell you that divorce is not in that plan? Can I tell you destruction is not in that plan? Can I tell you that heartbreak is not in that plan? God's plan for us is to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. And that's for every area of our life. Don't believe the lie that it's no big deal. There's people in this room, young people, freshmen in high school, go talk to the seniors in high school and ask them if it was a big deal. They'll tell you, absolutely. 
I was young and naive. Don't fall for the sales promise. Beware the sales place, the sales pitch, and the sales promise. In just a moment, I wanna, I wanna do something very unique, but first, would you bow your heads, would you close your eyes, would you pray? God, you're so good and you're in this place, God, and you're speaking, show up in such a real way, God. Would you soften our hearts? God, we don't wanna fall for any cheap knockoff or generic, God. We want you, we want the real thing. We want a loving, passionate relationship with you. Nothing else will do, God. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're in this place and maybe tonight you're hearing that and maybe you're even in this moment like, man, I think it was a big deal because I've given my heart away. Some people are in relationships right now that you don't even want to be in and there might be a text message that gets sent before you leave this place tonight calling that relationship off. But tonight, you got to know this. True love starts when you allow God to fill the God-shaped puzzle piece in your heart and in your soul. The fault in our soul It's going and searching the world. That's our fault, searching the world to fill a void only God can fill. Tonight, some of you are in this place and you're starting to realize, man, I've tried to get other things to fit that puzzle piece. And man, I'm done. Nothing's worked. Nothing's fulfilled me. Nothing's given me joy and identity and peace. Can I tell you that all of that starts with a relationship with God, a God that loves you so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on a cross for our mistakes, for our sins, to pay a debt that we couldn't pay. And if you're in this place tonight and you're saying, yeah, I, I wanna say yes to that God. I wanna start a relationship with that God. I wanna allow him to fill that God-shaped puzzle piece in my heart tonight. I wanna do that. You're gonna have the opportunity in just a moment. And I'm gonna ask you to respond in a really simple way. In a moment, I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, I just want you to shoot your hand in the air. I only ask you to respond on the outside to what God's doing on the inside because I believe when we do, it it kinda confirms it in our lives, in our hearts, and in our minds. So if that's you tonight, you're saying, I wanna say yes to that relationship, yes to that love. I wanna say yes to Jesus tonight. This is your moment, this is your time. Don't miss it, tomorrow's not promised to anyone. When I get to three, shoot your hand in the air. One, tonight's your night. Two, don't hesitate. Three, all over this place, throw your hand up. Hands going up everywhere, come on. Don't be shy. Throw them up high. Anybody else? Come on. Man, this is the best decision you'll ever make with your life. I promise you that. It's the most important thing that we'll do tonight. This is the most important thing we do as a church. This is your moment. This is your time. True love, it starts with allowing God to fill that God-shaped puzzle piece, that God-shaped void in our hearts. Anybody else? You can put your hands down. The Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you'll be saved. You might be asking, well, how do do I start this journey? It's a lifelong journey, but it's a journey that starts with words. We call it prayer. You can call it talking to God. That's all that it is. Tonight, together, we're going to say some words. I'm going to give you the words, but they're your words. You say them right out loud. You don't have to yell them, but we're going to all pray together because we're a family. Wrap your hearts around these words. This is where your journey with Jesus begins. Would you repeat right after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this moment forward, 
I'm going to follow you with everything in me. No turning back, no going back. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we just welcome people into God's family right now?